I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. This is the word of the Lord. May God bless the preaching of his word and write its eternal truth on our hearts this morning. The main idea, the main idea that I'm seeking to, that I think is right here and I'm seeking to impress upon you, I'll try to convince you of this through scripture this morning, is this. A heart changed by Christ will be preoccupied with his praise. That, that's what I think is going on here. Uh, David's heart has been changed by the Lord, and he, in view of the mercy of God, in view of all that God has done, David is preoccupied, and I'm using that word specifically, he's preoccupied with the praise of the Lord. In fact, that's if you're taking notes or if you write these things down, that's the title of this message, Preoccupied with Praise. Now, when I, when I use that word preoccupied, what, what comes to mind? What comes to mind when I say, what does someone look like when they're preoccupied? Well, you know, I don't know what comes to mind for you, but often I think of maybe an absent-minded professor who, who's, you know, just studying his books and looking at his stuff, and the world can be aflame around him, but he's just happy in, in the corner. Sometimes uh, preoccupied is, is my dear wife who will devour any missionary biography ever that, that is given to her, and I can be dancing a jig uh, right before, and she is just like, she's zoned in and it's what she's thinking about and uh, you know I don't know what preoccupied means for you but here's the thing someone whose heart has been changed by Christ will be preoccupied with his praise Uh, the Lord will have moved so much in in their hearts that 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 we love to praise the Lord now I'm not just talking about music by the way some of us really love music others of us eh, not so much I hear some of you sing, and some of you really are good at music, and the rest of us, uh, maybe not. You know, the fact is, this isn't about just worship singing, worship songs. This is about a heart, a life that that flows forward with praise, And, and David was a man after God's own heart. Yes, he was a flawed man, but he was a man after God's heart, and his life was preoccupied with With God's praise. I I see it in three different ways in each one of these three verses. And so we're just going to walk through these uh, phrase by phrase and and take a look. First of all, um, our praise in the Lord is continual. Look at verse one with me again. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, David sets forth his intention. We know verse 8 is a popular verse. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, David has tasted and David has seen that the Lord is, in fact, good. And he makes his intention stated right from the outset. He says, I will bless the Lord. I will. My heart is resolved. My heart is fixed. I'm going to focus my attention on this. My heart is fixed. I'm preoccupied. I will bless the Lord. 
Now, what does it mean to bless the Lord? It means to, to draw to him praise, to magnify his worth and his greatness through our hearts and through our lips. And so he's saying, I will bless the Lord. How often will David do this? He says, I'll bless the Lord at all times, at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, there are times in our lives, isn't there, where, where praising the Lord, if, if, you've, if you've received the mercy of forgiveness of your sin by faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, if you've placed your faith and trust in him to forgive you of your sins, well, praising him is, is a natural outflow of the work of God in your heart, right? And there are certain times in our lives as believers that it's, it's really easy and fitting to praise the Lord. So, like... If a, if a child of yours gets married and, and it's just a beautiful thing and the Lord is in it, it's like it's easy to praise the Lord. Or when you get a bonus at work and, and you're get, getting commended for the good job that you're doing, it's like, hey, Lord, thank you. Praise the Lord. I, I wasn't expecting this, but here it is. There are times when it's really easy to give thanks and to praise the Lord. But that isn't all the time, is it? He says, My, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. There are times where praising the Lord may seem like, may seem like the last thing you want to do. It's hard when things feel uncertain. It's hard when when things go from our vantage point, they, they just go bad. Let's be honest, like let's, we're not sugarcoating anything. Sometimes things go in a way that we would consider just bad and we don't really feel like praising the Lord for what we would consider something to be you know really kind of bad well when you praise the Lord dear friends in times of joy that brings honor to God but when you praise the Lord at all times in other words in in times when things aren't going the way that you would hope or maybe the way that you've been praying for years and years when you praise the Lord it magnifies the worth of God, especially when you praise the Lord at all times. I've shared this with you before, but I couldn't help but think of this walking through this psalm. Verse 1, twice it says, you know, praise is going to continually be on my mouth. Well, I was 12 years old when my brother was killed in that car accident. Uh, immediately he was driving from Connecticut to Chicago instantly killed in a car wreck and my dad um, being an elder in the church where we grew up so he, he died on a Tuesday my dad stood up in front of the church my, my dad um, is a fa- very fallible man but he stood up in front of the church and I, re- I will always remember this tears in his on his face because he's sharing of the sorrow but I will trust the Lord I remember him saying but I will trust the Lord my wife and my family were trusting the Lord. Um, I've heard you, some of you, maybe not in the exact same circumstances as that, but I've, I've seen and walked with some of you who have walked through very difficult circumstances. And I've seen and heard you testify in the midst of challenge. Like, I praise you, Lord. I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. This isn't what I've been asking for, but nonetheless... Your ways are higher than mine, and I praise you. And that's what David is saying. My, my, 
your praise will continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. We join our voices at times like that, don't we, with the voice of Job. You know, that man who, who suffered in, in such incredible ways. And he says this, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Do you know, I, I think the Lord, when we bless the name of the Lord in the midst of hard times, in the midst of things not going our way, it's not like it's better praise than when things are going great for us. But I, I think it, it just, especially to those around, it just magnifies the worth of the Lord. When, when you're walking through a hard time, when you're experiencing things that you don't want to experience, and when you say, I bless the Lord, do you know what it does? It makes those of us around you say, wow, they see with eyes of faith. They're walking by faith because what they're walking through right now wouldn't naturally lead them to praise. This is David's heart. And I know it's your heart. And may it be our hearts all the more that we would encounter whatever it is we encounter, that we would be like David where he says, I bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That doesn't mean we just put on this smile and happy face in some kind of plastic way. No, we acknowledge that there is sorrow. There is lament. There is difficulty. We, we acknowledge that. At the same time, though, we acknowledge that. We say, Lord, I, I submit my heart to you. I'm going to praise you, even though this isn't going the way I might like it to. That is an act of worship, dear friends. You may not be singing. You may not be in front of anyone. It may be you in your closet with your Lord where you just, your heart is prostrate before you, Lord. And, and you say, Lord, I, I don't like this. Could you please change you know, you're asking him for right things, but yet you're saying, but I submit to you, Lord, and I, I just, I praise you. <laughs> That's so hard to do sometimes, isn't it? Are you with me this morning? Isn't it hard to do sometimes when, when it's just not going the way you want, not the way that, that you would think even that, that would bless the Lord to do, and he just doesn't, doesn't give you that. When you praise the Lord, it, it magnifies his worth. And it brings honor to him. See, David, David didn't even have all the ammo that we have today to praise the Lord. David didn't fully know the details of the gospel. David knew that a redeemer was coming and, and that, that this, this greater son of his, Jesus, would he, would he knew that he was coming, some redeemer, but, but he didn't have the details. We have the details. We know Jesus Christ, the son of God, came to earth. He left his glory above to come to earth and condescend to be with us. He was a man of sorrows, one who was familiar with suffering. He came so that he could bear the, the burden of our sins. He came that he could bear the wrath that our sins deserve. And we know that. And so, dear friends, if there's anyone who has more fuel for the fire of giving thanks... We have more fuel than David did because we know the gospel. We know the Lord. And so if you find your heart this morning, if you find your heart a little bit cold, and let's be honest, again, from time to time, we can have our hearts be a little bit cold to the Lord. Just remember the gospel today. I'm not going to tell you anything new. I just want to tell you something true. 
Just remember the gospel today. If you're having trouble praising the Lord, remember what you once deserved and what you've been given. And then I think if you do that, you can say, like David, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I want to focus, before we move on to the second point, on one other thing here in this in this phrase, he says, his praise shall continually be, notice the location. Where does he say? In my mouth. In other words, speaking out words of praise to others and to the Lord. Words of praise to God so that, that others hear it. If David wanted to say, if he, was, he could have said, his praise shall continually be in my thoughts. But that's not what he says here. He says, his praise shall continually be in my Mouth. Now, I, I, don't, I don't intend any condemnation by this next uh, minute or two here, but I just want to ask you uh, a question to try and stir your soul. Like, what, what is the overflow of what comes out of your mouth? Let's just take the last, the last day. Like, what's been the overflow of what comes out of your mouth? Uh, I hope and I pray that it's been... What David is, is calling us to here, the praise of God. Not that we walk around all day and say, Jesus, 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 but, but that the overflow of our hearts is, is praise. And if, if praise is in our mouth, then you know what we don't have time for? You know what we don't have time for? We don't have time for talking about somebody behind their back. We don't have time for uh, gossiping or, or slandering. We, we don't have time... Because praise is in our mouth. We don't have time for unclean speech. We don't have time to curse because praise is in our mouth and praise is in our hearts. It's not time for complaining. And now, you know, I think if we all, I'm making a guess here, but if we all have an Achilles heel, my guess is that we would all be pretty regular at complaining because this is, this is the nature of our hearts. We, 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 we just see things that aren't lined up the way we want and, and we're given to, to complain. And do you see, David is saying something here. It's like, I will, in view of the mercy of God, I will bless the Lord. It's not like he's never tempted not to praise. He's saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And so let me ask it this way. What do people get, what do people get in 10 minutes of conversation with you? What do people get when they, they get to talk to you about what's going on in your life? What, what, is the, what is the aroma? You know, you walk into somebody's home and pretty quickly you can kind of get a feel of the aroma of the home. If it's, I don't mean like if cookies are baking in the oven. I mean like, okay, what's the feel of this place? Is this a, a happy home? Or are people loving one another? Or is there strife in this home? You know, you can kind of get a feel of that pretty quickly. Well, I'm asking, what is the aroma of the speech that's coming out of your mouth? None of us do it perfectly. But I would say to us, dear friends, let us make sure that we're getting back to the gospel. Let, let us make sure that we're reminding ourselves of how gracious God has been to us to forgive our sins. 
Let us get back to the gospel and be reminded that we deserve hell for all eternity. And by the grace of God, he's given us heaven. And allow that, dear friends. This is the prayer for my heart. I'm not preaching at you. I'm with you because I want the aroma of my own heart and the outflow of my heart, which is what my words are. Words just reveal what's going on in here. I want that outflow of my heart to be to bless the Lord. That his praise would continually be in my mouth. So, so what better way is there for us to do that than just to get, keep it simple and get back to the gospel and be reminded of what God has done for us. So number one thing that we see here, our praise our praise is continual. Uh, second thing we see in verse 2, our praise is personal. Look what he says in verse 2. David says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. So where is his praise coming from? From where does it arise? It, it comes from his soul, from the innermost part of his being. Uh, deep, he's going deep into his heart here. Deep calls the deep, and, and we worship the Lord from the heart. We don't gather to worship out of ritual or habit or some force of routine, but from the depths of our soul. It's, it's personal to us. He says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Do you remember in John 4, if you're familiar with uh, the Gospel of John, Jesus encounters uh, a woman there in Samaria and they're talking about worship and they're talking about what kind of worship pleases God. And, and do you remember what Jesus said that the Father is looking for? He said to this Samaritan woman, the Father is, is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, uh, worship that genuinely arises from the soul. Worship that genuinely arises from the heart of someone who's been changed by the gospel. Not for show, not for outward appearances, not for anything like that. No, God is looking for worship from those whose hearts have been forgiven whose consciences have been cleansed by the mercy of God, whose sins, though they were once like scarlet, have been washed to be, in fact, whiter than snow. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. So, you know, the, the, he uses the word boasting, and you think, I, I thought we're not supposed to, to boast about things. Well, well, we can boast in the Lord because we're giving the Lord praise. Um, so this isn't a prideful sense, but rather our hearts have been captured by the Lord and, and we just want to tell people about it. I was reading Jonathan Edwards. This, this quote isn't on the screen. And, and he says this, an old Puritan preacher hundreds of years ago. He said, if your heart is full of Christ's love, it will find vent. In other words, it'll find a way to come out. If your heart is full of Christ's love, it will find vent. You will find or make ways enough to express your love in deeds. When a fountain abounds in water, it will send forth streams. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Where When your soul is enjoying the streams of living water that flow from Christ to ourselves, what, what comes out of us 
the thoughts and the, the words that, that take shape, there'll be, there'll be flowing streams of praise to God. Again, I'm not trying to make this flowery or make it sound easy, but, but the overflow of the heart is there. And he's saying, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. And, and in the church, you know, part of, our, part of our task, part of our job, in fact, that, that God assigns to us as believers is that we encourage one another, that we strengthen one another. And, and one of the ways that we do that is by boasting in the Lord. So the prior two Sundays, I was so happy that, that we had two testimonies at the mic uh, of, of two healings, each on a successive Sunday, uh, as, as Ellen Eckhart and as Joe Elvin stood up front and said, I, I boast in the Lord, he's healed me. Amen. That, that stirs our faith. That helps us to grow as we, as we boast in the Lord. Uh, speaking of this kind of Christian fellowship, J.I. Packer says this, it is fellowship it is first a sharing with our fellow believers the things that God has made known to us about himself in the hope that we may thus help them know him better and so enrich their lives with fellowship with him in other words let me translate when you and I come to church and we're when we're boasting in the Lord to him but also with other people do you know what it does it stirs up praise in one another doesn't it when you see somebody that's walked a difficult path and here they are on Sunday morning boasting in the goodness of the Lord, you say, whoa, that person loves Christ. That person has been loved by Christ. And this is what he's saying. We, we boast, we make our boast in the Lord. And when we look to the Lord, we're not going to have any shortage of supply to boast in. Uh, Spurgeon will help me here. He says, what scope there is for holy boasting in Jehovah. His person, his attributes, covenant, promises, works, and a thousand things besides, all are incomparable, unparalleled, and matchless. We may declare them as we please, but we shall never be convicted of vain and empty speech in so doing. Spurgeon saying, listen, when, when you have your eyes on Jesus Christ. When you have your eyes fixed there, there is ample room for boasting because all you need to do is look at the character of who God is and how he's been to you and then we have ample room to boast. God has been kind to me. At times, it can feel like there are afflictions that come. Afflictions came to Job. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. We praise him. And as we keep our eyes on him, there is no shortage. There is ample supply for us to boast in the Lord together. So by way of application on this point, I just wonder uh, if it, as our as our worship is personal, it's deeply personal, it's within our hearts, I, I just want to call you again afresh to, to be drinking in the, the life-giving water of the Word of God. I know we do this, but again, there, there's seasons where we go through where it, it's more alive to us and seasons where it's less alive. I just want to encourage you to get back, if it's been a little bit, to get back to the reading of the word because that is the life-giving nourishment of praise of God. 
when we see and when we read uh, of, of who God is. Again, that's part of why it's so exciting for us in, in, in my heart to be in the Psalms because, because I get to see Jesus in the Psalms. I see who God is in the Psalms. And I do that in all of Scripture, but in a particular way. So I want to call us back to, to the Word. You know, last night I woke up at 2.07. I'm not sure why. 2.07. I, just, I was very awake. And I rolled around in bed for a little while and probably woke up my wife. And then finally around 3 o'clock I said, all right, I'm going to go downstairs. And I just, you know, it was dark out. And, uh, you know, just thoughts are coming. I don't know about you, but in the middle of the night my thoughts are kind of crazy at times. And I just thought I need something to ground me in this moment. So I got out my phone and I put on the Dwell app. And I just let the word be spoken over me for a while. And I got to tell you how, how much of a blessing that was to me. It just centered my heart on Christ. I'm thinking about a lot of different things. Focused my heart. By the way, you can still get that for free. It's 35 bucks a year to have it, but we bought a, a membership for all of you. You just go to the e-announcements. You'll see a link there. I just commend it to you. It's so helpful. Just the word of Christ, like, swimming over your heart. It helped me so much in the, in the middle of the night last night. You know, meditating on Scripture just, just gives us, like it's like logs that are just thrown on the fire, fueling our worship and fueling our admiration of God. See, a heart that's changed by Christ will be preoccupied with his praise, but not all the time do we find ourselves preoccupied with praise. So we need to help ourselves by, by availing ourselves of the grace that God gives to us, which actually leads us now to the third thing. Our worship is continual. It'll be in our hearts and minds all the time. It's personal. It's flowing from the deep uh, places in our soul, and it's, it's corporate. Our worship is corporate. Look at verse 3. He says this, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. So while worship certainly is personal and it, and it comes from that, that deep place of our heart, it is, it is definitely corporate as well. Because, because when God redeems people, when he, he makes you to be born again, when he redeems you, he doesn't redeem you just as an individual. Yes, you are an individual, but he redeems you into a family, the family of God. He is your father. You have a, a seat at his table, and there's a place for you. So you are redeemed not just as this individual, but now you're in a family. And one of the great graces that God gives to us, Chris was talking about this earlier when he was saying, I'm so glad to come and sing and be reminded of the gospel, reminded of God's grace, because we forget so easily. And we're, we're part of the family of God. When, when God makes us to be born again, we're part of the family. So the Lord, here's what I want to say. The Lord is making a people for himself. And he draws his bride. He draws his beautiful bride to come together corporately to worship him together. Listen to Romans 12.5. It's just a reminder of what, what this is like. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So by faith in Jesus Christ, you are actually members of one another. We are one body here. 
Some the eyes, some the ears, some the nose, some, you know, we all have different roles to play, but God incorporates us when we come to faith into the body of believers. And so he says, let us exalt his name together. Now, is there, is there room and is it appropriate for us to praise the Lord in the quiet of our prayer closet at home? Absolutely. You know, you and your Lord uh, singing his praise or speaking his praise, or reading his praise. However, you know, that's totally great. In fact, again, that, that just throws logs on the fire so that when we come together on Sunday, oh man, what a joyful thing it is. You know, if you have been worshiping your Lord all week long in your personal devotions, on your drive to work, you're just like, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy to me. Lord, I praise you because you haven't held my sins against me. You have, you've adopted me as your son. You've given me a place at your table. You've, you've done, if you're doing that all week long, when you come to church, you're going to be ready to worship. You're going to be ready to, to say the same things, but with a whole bunch of other people and say it loud and in a really fun way. Like this is what we do on a Sunday morning. We, we come together to corporately worship the Lord. We magnify his name together. We exalt him and lift him up and declare his great worth. I, I you know, driving into to come here this morning, I, my heart was just full. And I said, Lord, thank you for giving the, the people of Grace Community Church to me. Because I need them. I need to hear them singing this morning. I need to see the faith that they display and, and they need me as well. We're, we're part of a family together. And I just, I thank God for you this morning because you stir my faith when you, when you praise the Lord. When, when you ascribe worth to God, it, it stirs me. Again, that, that scenario I was mentioning a few moments ago. Some of you, having walked through such challenges over time, and yet your hands are, are just lifted in praise. Some of you experiencing such challenge and difficulty, yet your, your earnestness in worshiping your Lord, not just through singing, but through the way that you live your life as an act of obedient worship to Christ. You know what it does? It just stirs me up. You encourage me. You and your faith, as we worship together, it, it encourages me and we encourage one another as we ultimately direct all attention to the Lord. We magnify him. And when we gather as a church body, we come together in this place, uh, we're members of one another, we, we praise him together. Matthew Henry, and another old dead guy, uh, he wrote this in 1706. He says it this way, In great and high thoughts of God, which we should express in magnifying him and exalting his name, we cannot make God greater or higher than he is. That's true. If we could make God greater or higher by our praise, then he's not almighty. He's not already all that he is. We, we just magnify him in our own minds, and he is honored. But if we adore him as infinitely great and higher than the highest, he is pleased to reckon this magnifying and exalting him. This we must do together. God's praise sounds best in concert, for so we praise him as the angels do 
in heaven. Not only does it sound best, it is in fact the command of the Lord that, you, that we not forsake the meeting together, the assembling together of the people of God for the praise of God to the glory of God. See, we are the body of Christ being held together by our corporate testimony of praise to Christ. Do you know what? You know what else happens when we gather corporately on a Sunday morning like this to praise the Lord? It speaks to the power of God to bring all kinds of people together. I mean, take a good look around you. Like, what else could unite this group of people? We have so many interests. We have so many backgrounds. We have so many varied things. Like, what possibly could unite this group of people but a common passion for the name of Jesus Christ? And so when you sing praise on Sunday, gathered together, um, it, it speaks to the unity that only God can bring. It speaks to the oneness that we have in Jesus Christ. And you know, it exalts God. There's no group on the planet Earth that comes together like the people of God when we come to exalt the name of our Lord. God is present, by the way, in a special way with us in our worship. He loves to come and bless through his spirit and through his grace. And we just spur one another on as we worship. Let me ask the, the band to come join me on the stage as uh, I bring this to a close here. You know, worshiping together as the people of God. Do you know what it is? It's like the appetizers. You're all hungry for lunch, aren't you? It's like the appetizers spread out for us before we go into the huge banqueting meal. So there is coming a day when we will be at the banquet. Every believer will be at the banqueting table of the Lord. And it's going to be a feast and it's going to be amazing. The praise of God will be the centerpiece and we will enjoy that, that time forever. And worshiping together as God's people, when we come together, worshiping together is, is just like the appetizer. It gives us a little taste of what is coming in a day. Because God's kingdom is marching on and he is assembling from every tribe and nation and tongue a people for himself that when, when every last person of the kingdom of God is in, then that day is going to be upon us. And we will be with the Lamb of God. We will be at that feast enjoying worshiping together. And when you and I gather on a Sunday morning to express our praise to God and when we worship together, do you know we're just... We're just forecasting. Here's, here's just a little, little taste of the joy that is to come in heaven. Our worship, it's, it's continuous. His praise will always be in my mouth. It's, it's continuous. It's, it's personal. It arises from my soul will bless the Lord. And it's corporate. Oh, come, let us exalt his name together. Would you stand with me as we draw our time now to the close? Let me remind us of, of the main idea here. A heart changed by Christ will be preoccupied with his praise. Do you agree with that? A heart changed by Christ will be preoccupied with his praise. See, I desire today that, that God would continue to change my heart because my heart right now is, I, I can't wait to sing this last song. I just want to praise him. But, you know, ask me in 12 hours or 24 if it's still the same. No, I, I, need, 
I need the Lord's help to keep my heart there. So, dear friends, we're going to sing a song that, that helps us to keep our hearts there. Um, all hail. This is a corporate call to the church together. All hail the glorious Christ. And as we sing this song, as we, as we hail his glory, as we worship our Savior, we're giving him the honor that is due his name. And we're exalting him above every other thing and saying, Lord, there is nothing like you. There is no one like you. There is no love in this world like your love. And that blesses his name. So, dear church, can I call us to worship uh, this morning? All hail the glorious Christ, that he may be seen and heard in our lips, that it would be the fruit of our mouths that would come out would be to his praise. All hail the glorious Christ. Lord, we pray this morning that you would help us Help us even right now to turn to you in faith. Lord, I'm, I'm on a journey. I, I need your help to grow so that praise is continually in my mouth. Praise isn't always continually in my mouth. And I read this word that you've preserved for us and, and I'm drawn to it. And yet at times I still complain. Yet at times I still find things to grumble about. Lord, you don't condemn us this morning. In fact, you, you call us to yourself and you say, son, daughter, keep your eyes now on me. Forget about all the things around. Keep your eyes on me. Focus on what I've done. Focus what I'm doing for you. Focus on your future and what I promise to do for you. And now, Lord, we pray that you would cause our hearts to have your praise in our mouths continually, that it would arise deep from our hearts, that we would love being together in the corporate praise of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. All hail the glorious Christ.